Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Would you describe yourself as being a gentle person? Now, I know some of you are, but I mean, I, I didn't grow up with that, so it's like, what? I, gotta, I better start praying, right? And James 3, he says, when he talks about the wisdom of God, he says, but the wisdom of God that from above is first pure, and then notice the very first word he describes this pure wisdom from God is peaceable and gentle. In other words, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're walking in the Spirit and you have the wisdom of God in your life, then the attributes that are going to be manifested in your life is peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. You know, if someone, you know, comes up to the door and you like open the door and let them in, willing to yield, like, or, or you're in line at, um, where's the slowest restaurant on the planet? Wendy's, right? So if you're in line at Wendy's, and, <laughs> and my wife did this last week, and I, it kind of annoyed me. Right? We're waiting, and, and she's like, oh, oh, this one lady's here. Let her go in front of us. And she goes in front of us, and then it was like 10 minutes, so they waited on her, and then another 10 for me. And then I had to ask him, like, do you still do this thing at the counter, or should we go somewhere else? You know? And then she looks at me with disgust, like, well, wait on you. Right? But, but willing to yield, like let other people go in front of you, right? full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Now have you thought that before? That the fruit of righteousness, that the manifestation of righteousness in your life is sown in peace by those who make peace, right? I mean, just being a peacemaker is part of being a godly person who is responding to God's love towards us. So he says in verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness in long-suffering, Bearing with one another in love. Now, <coughs> or, or with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Now, uh, long-suffering, if you love someone, you're going to be long-suffering right them, with them, right? It's a characteristic of love. And I, and I think a great picture is parenting. When you have a little baby, you're long-suffering, right? The definition of agape love in 1 Corinthians 13, the very first part of it, love suffers long. I remember when one of my kids was in junior high, <coughs> and I was teaching on 1 Corinthians 13 on a Sunday morning, and he said, tell them it suffers long. <laughs> I was just like, why did you say that? I mean, it's just like, what does that mean, right? That, uh, but it is true. If you have children, they make you want to pull your hair out. Do you throw them away? No. You just suffer long, right? You just continue. That is what love is. Now, you don't hear that in our society because our society basically teaches <coughs> phileo love, brotherly love. I love you as long as you're nice to me. And if you're not nice to me, then I'm done with you. But that's not agape love. That's not how God wants to work in our hearts <coughs> to love other people. So when you truly love someone, you're willing to, to suffer with them, right? Um, he goes on to say, verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Now, Jesus said, if you want to show love towards me, what did Jesus say? Jesus, right, because some of us, we think, God, I love you, and, you know, I want to do whatever you want me to do. What did Jesus say in John 14, 15? Jesus said, if you love me, what? 
keep my commandments, right? Now, the, the question you might ask is, well, what are his commandments? If I do love Jesus, well, keep my commandments. Well, what are his commandments? Remember, he condensed it down to two for us in Matthew twenty two thirty six. He said, teacher, which is the great, great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. So if you love Jesus, obey his commandment. Number one, love God. And that means that you don't break his commandments. And then the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. So when you think about your response to Jesus, I love you. What do you want me to do? I want you to keep my commandments. What are they? Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. So some people think that if they love God, they can be rude and obnoxious to other people. But that's not that's not really loving Jesus because Jesus described it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And so that really helps me to understand how to respond to the Lord in my relationship with him. Uh, and, and so he goes on to say in verse three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So endeavoring speaks of it's an effort. Like as a Christian, we have to endeavor or make an effort to keep unity. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a peacemaker. Satan knows uh, what Jesus said is true in Matthew 12, 25. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself cannot stand. So we know that Satan is trying to do whatever he can to cause division in the family of God, right? And so how does he do that? Well, jealousy and envy and pride and all those things, right? Remember, even throughout the Bible, we see this with jealousy with Joseph, you know, selling his, the, his brother, sold him into slavery. And then envy, remember Cain and Abel, envy, right? And uh, y- you might say, well, well, how long did Cain hate his brother? Just as long as he was able. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, but... But God doesn't want division amongst his family, right? Some of you are like, I just got it. <laughs> yeah. His name's Abel. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, but the Lord wants us to be loving and kind and gracious. And, and I love this because my whole Christian journey of reading the Bible and learning what God wants me to be is God wants you to be a loving, kind, peacemaking, gentle, loving, blessing to people, right? And here's the thing. Everybody wants to be around people like that. I've asked the church a thousand times, how many want to be married to an angry, mean, <laughs> cantankerous, you know, ornery, stubborn, prideful, arrogant, selfish? Nobody raises their hand ever, right? right? Because it's just foolishness. But Jesus said in Matthew 18, uh, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall I, if my brother sins against me, I for, how often shall I forgive him? Up to seven times. Now, I think Peter was thinking, he's being super spiritual. Lord, if someone comes and sins against me seven times, is that the magic number? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Now, who knows what 70 times seven is? I don't think the point is that you can add that in your head, right? <laughs> they didn't have calculators on their phones back then. He didn't, he's not saying you need to forgive him 490 times. And then on 491, then that's it. You can punch him. No, that's not what Jesus is saying, right? What he's saying is you need to have a spirit of forgiveness, right? Jesus often taught the necessity of being a forgiving person. He taught it over and over and over again. Now, I'm so glad that Jesus taught this because early on, I just got saved, and 
um, I went to this party. I shouldn't have been there. People were drinking and drugging and such. And I just got a new guitar. And I'm not sure what happened. The cops came or something. And somebody stole my guitar. And so I'd been saved for like six months. And then I found out who the guy was that stole my guitar. And so my friend, uh, we were talking. Well, what's a, an appropriate response to somebody who steals your guitar? I mean, should you just beat him up? And my friend said, we could blow his house up. I know where to get some dynamite. I'm like, that's it. Let's blow his house up. So uh, we, I was thinking in my mind, we should get dynamite and blow his house up because he stole my guitar. And then I started reading the Bible, and, and I, I start reading about Jesus like, you need to forgive people. I'm like, what? And, and in Matthew 6, you know, most of you know this, uh, where Jesus teaches them to pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Some of you, if you were a Catholic, you could pray this really fast. Our others in heaven, give us this day, daily bread, forgive us our debts. Now, when you get to verse 12, I want to slow down. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then notice he goes on to say, he elaborates the forgiveness part. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, when I read that, I thought, what? I have to forgive people? No, I want Jesus to forgive me, but I don't want to forgive other people. And as I prayed about this over time, I remember, I don't know how long it was, six months or a year, I remember one day I'm like, I need to forgive that guy. So if I see him, I'm not going to beat him up. And I forgave him, and I told my friend, you know what? I don't want to blow his house up anymore. And so uh, we're just going to forgive him. And, you know, uh, but it's such an important truth because so many people in their marriages, in their job, at work, with their family, their parents, their kids, because they can't forgive, there's just this never-ending tension and all these problems, right? And why did Jesus make such a big deal about forgiveness? Well, because Jesus knows the way we're wired. He made us. And if you don't forgive people, it will rob you of your joy and your peace, right? And, and that causes mental problems, right? And uh, if you're filled with bitterness, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. And here it is, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. See, if you don't forgive people and you allow a root of bitterness to begin to grow in your heart because you won't forgive, right, uh, then, then it just begins to cause you problems, right? Resentment means to, uh, to feel it again, right? And so uh, resentment clings to the past, reliving it over and over again, right? Reliving the hurt. Resentment, and, and some people have learned to do this, that when someone does you wrong, that you just keep reliving it in your mind and just, and, and it makes you angry. And what does that do? It causes mental health problems, right? And so the Lord forgives us, and he wants us to forgive others. And, you know, what is the first thing he tells us in chapter 4 about walking worthy of your calling? Well, he says, be a peacemaker. Be someone who unifies people, love people, be gentle, be humble, be patient, love people, be long-suffering, forgive people, right? All those things. Now, I don't know if before you came to church tonight, you were thinking, well, what kind of Christian was God want me to be? Well, that's it right there, right? That's what he wants to work in us. Now, here's the thing. We, we talk about being a witness and, and being a light for Jesus in this dark world, and the world is fully dark, full of darkness and a lot of crazy people. But here's the thing. When you act like this at work, at school, at home, at church, wherever, people are going to see there's something different about you. I remember going to a Calvary Chapel, and one of the elders invited me over for dinner, and, and they possessed these attributes. And I remember just thinking, you know what? 
I want to be like that when I grow up, right? I, I want to be, because, you know, I grew up with some hostility. My family wasn't Christian. And, I mean, crazy stories I could tell you about you wouldn't even believe, like um, things that happened. <laughs> my family was like, did that really happen? I'm like, that's my sister. <laughs> she was there. But, but I realized that just because we were raised in a family that's dysfunctional doesn't mean that God doesn't want to change our hearts to be what he wants us to be. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day